When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Wherever you might be, you know what to do. Get involved. 0499 736 736 Taz Racing Talk. We've done a little bit of gallops. It's time to talk harness now because Jamie Cockshut joins us and he is on absolute fire, not only when it comes to harness, but also to the AFL as he's, I'm assuming, still celebrating what happened only a couple of weeks ago. J-Dog, hello to you. There you go, mate. Good, mate. How's the week been? Yeah, not too, man, mate. Yeah, a little bit busy, but um, at least the weekend will be a bit quieter, boys. All right, talk to us, mate. Uh, you been able to find a winner this week? Yes, it's two meetings this week, and honestly, they're very hard meetings. But as you know, we're all punters, mate, so we'll mm-hmm. all have a crack and, and see what we can come up with. But there should be a bit of value there, boys, that's for sure. Hey, the good that's the thing. The good thing is when they are hard meetings and they're hard races, we are able, as punters, to get some value, which means you do your homework and we take a little more uh, money in the pocket. No, that's exactly right, exactly right. All right, hit me before we get to our uh, very special guest in a couple of minutes' time. Uh, what are you liking this week? Well, we'll start on Hobart. Hobart's on tonight. Um, it's a seven-event card. It's honestly, boys, like I mentioned, it's a bit tricky. But yep. there's there's a horse in the first race called Stavros Sotera. Um, he put a bit of a picket fence together before his last start fifth, where he drew inside the second line, had no luck. Um, one out in the second line tonight. He'll be able to push through and push forward to the breeze and. I think he can win. He should be around about the three fifty-four dollar mark. Um, then we head across. No, that's right. That's Launceston. I've, I've started off the wrong place here, lads. We'll go back to Hobart. Um, race two, Naval Pixie. She got the job done for us a couple of weeks ago. Um, Zeke Slater, the trainer's got her firing. Um, she's drawn a little wide on the track, but she can push forward and she'll either sit outside the leader or, or settle close enough and. I think she can get the job done around about three dollars fifty. Like it. We head head across to race six. Tartland Riley. Um, he drops a long way in class. I just had a look at the corporates. He's around about four dollars at the moment, and, and they're very backable odds. I'll, I'll have a few dollars on myself to be honest. Now um, Connor Crook jumps on. Connor Crook jumps on board. You know Cameron's main, um, Campbell's main man. Yeah. Um, he should give him the right trip, and I think he can come down the outside. the from the top of the straight and run down his rivals. And there's one in the last. Um, Rainy on Ringo. Hasn't got much numerical form, but Strawn well and Rowan Hillier, you know, he'll be able to push forward and he'll sit outside the lead if he can't roll the top. And I just think he'll outbattle his rivals in the run to the line and he should be around the $5 mark as well. So there is a little bit of value tonight at Hobart. Um, if the punters want to have a little bit of a play, boys. I like where your head is at already. I... I'm excited, Brownie. I'm excited when, when J-Dog, I don't know if anyone's ever called you J-Dog before. I've never called you J-Dog before, but it rolled off the tongue, mate, so I'm going to roll with it. 
You've got that little bit of gravelly confidence in your voice, which I've heard every now and then from you. So I think it's going to be a weekend where you're going to fill our pockets again. Oh, I hope so. I had a bad week last week on the punt. Oh, you know, there's no. one horse let me down, and it'll probably cost me 10 or 12 different moldies. So, oh, no. Or parlay bets. So, but at the end of the day, Oof. as we know, we always back up the following week and, and keep trying. Now, we've got a very special guest. Uh, he's joining us now. Mate, do you want to take it from here and introduce who we've got online? Uh, we've got um, one of the, the all-time greats at Tasmanian harness racing. It's, it's a bit... Um, he's a very humble man, but he wouldn't even be 40 yet, Gareth, I'm sure. Um, but his record is just unbelievable for any sportsman in any sport all around the world. He's an 11-time state-leading driver. He's represented Australia at the World Drivers' Championship in his early 20s. And, yeah, um, and he's just a really, really good, I won't say young fella, middle-aged fella now. And uh, welcome, Gareth. How you going, Jamie? Not too bad, mate. Um, you probably didn't like that sort of intro, but, you know, facts are facts, and, you know, that's something that I'd be very proud of. Yeah, yeah, true right. Um, you know, the list of achievements that's happened so far has been, been pretty well pretty well documented, and we've we've had a good time doing it, and hopefully we can keep going. Yeah, we'll just uh, we'll just reiterate the uh, experience you had in Sweden back in your early 20s. You and your twin brother James, who's also very accomplished in the industry. If the boys don't know he was the trainer of Bo Tyler, who won a couple of Inland Dominion, and he's your twin brother. And he joined on that journey to Sweden. And yeah, just tell us a, a bit about the experience for the listeners. Yeah, we went to um, to Europe, Norway, and drove drove the trotters mainly. Didn't have a lot of experience with them. Over in Tassie, um, I had to go to Victoria and drive a few before I went. The experience was was different. Um, they couldn't speak the English at all, um, <laughs> so I had to get a translator uh, for, for all my drives. And thankfully, we we did win a race over there. So uh, you know, it was good to win to win that race and uh, experience of a lifetime. And how old was you when you, how old was you when you went on that trip, mate? I reckon I was mid oh, early twenties. I reckon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's a pretty outstanding achievement representing your um your country in the World Drivers Championship at you know the tender age of your early twenties. Um, you know, we'll we'll have a look at your drives this week. Then we'll pose a couple of questions to you about um a couple of other ones. But your drives this week on on Sunday night, you're um. You're aboard one of the boom horses in Tasmania at the moment. You're driving for your Uncle Kent, um, called Sonny Sands in the Show Cup. He's only tasted defeat twice, and you know he's, as you know, his regular arrangement. Johnny Walters had a you know major health scare a couple of months ago, and we all help hope Johnny will help give Johnny all the best wishes for a speedy recovery. But um, you've jumped in the guinea of his last few starts, mate. And what sort of field does he give you? Very, very nice horse, Jamie. He. You know, got he's got a good turn of speed. Um, he's pretty versatile. Um, he's good from a stand, which which the race is Sunday night. So hopefully that'll <clears throat> help him going forward. But look, he's a very exciting horse, and um, if Kent can keep him fit and well, I think um, I think he'd be a horse to to watch in in years to come. Yeah, so you know, you're off the ten metre mark, so. He... You think you'll just you'll sit him up on Sunday night, or you think you'll 
take advantage of his of his toughness and pop around to the breeze, or or what's your early thoughts? Yeah, it just depends on how he steps. Um, you know, there's a couple. I mean, the main chances are off the back the back mark. Um, Isaiah uh, be major threat in the shallows. So hopefully, ideally, you'd like to be in front of them um, to give yourself the best chance. But it just depends on how he goes away. Um, he's pretty versatile, so um, you know we'll just play it by ear. And another couple of guys I'm interested in asking you about are a, a couple of horses trained by John Castles, who does a good job of his small team. A good ruler, as we all know, he's a really good two-year-old. He was two-year-old of the year in Tasmania, but last season he just lost the compass, mate. He, he really struggled. Um, he's had a trial or two back. You've been aboard, and how's he shaping up for his his start on Sunday night? Yes, he had the two trials. Um, we we thought. Uh, you know, being a big horse, he'd take a few runs to, to get back to fitness uh, with them two trials he had under his belt. Uh, Sunday night's race, he he uh, he threw the back row, and I think there's a couple there that go all right. But, um, look, it's just a wait and see with him. He had a real good two-year-old year, um, and then they, the owners decided to give him a break. And um, sometimes it does happen... The, the, those horses don't come back the way they did with their two-year-old year, um, but hopefully, hopefully this time um, they've got him right and they can go well Sunday. Yeah, no, don't worry. I've had a few horses the same as a good lord. Nice two-year-olds and just haven't come back, but they can bounce back later on. And the other one of the night, one of the the best at odds I like for the night is his stable mate called Flashy Ruler. Um, his numerical form doesn't read well, but he's finally got a good draw. And he's got a good liking for the long distance track. Um, it's a race where there's no standouts. He should be around about twenty to one. Do you think I'm I'm halfway on the mark, or do you think I'm way off the mark? I think twenty to one's about his right price. Um, look, he, he's sort of been an opportunist horse. He's he's always lacked a bit of high speed, and and he's always had to have luck in his races. Uh, always gets well back, but. Uh, he drew three um, Sunday night, so hopefully we can um, find a good position early and, and give him a good run, and hopefully hopefully he can be a good eight-way eight chance. Yeah, no, that's all right, mate. It would be quite remiss of me to, not to mention, like, you and your, your partner in life, Melissa Mania, you run the, probably the leading harness racing study in Tasmania up at... Um, the trade there called Faithful Park. Um, you are getting pretty busy. The the breeding season started a few weeks ago. Yes, we're pretty busy. Um, we've sold a few mares down at the moment. Um, we've got a few mares to breed um, coming up. So hopefully we, we look at around 50 or so mares we breed each year. Um, we fold down about 40 Um so, you know, it's a lot of sleepless nights and uh, worrying about the foals. But, look, we enjoy doing it and, and we seem to to be going all right with it um, in the short time we've been doing it. Oh, no, you're doing an outstanding job. And, you know, you're, you're young kids, you know, as, as we all know locally, they, they love the horses as much as what you do, mate. And I'm sure they're all there to give a helping hand on the busy days. Yeah, we've got a lot of junior, junior, junior handlers. They all help out when they can. So, 
you know, it makes makes light work for us. Well, that's great to see, boys. Have you got any questions, boys? I've just got one to Gareth. Um, nothing to do with actual riding or racing or driving. You just mentioned that you went over to Sweden in your early 20s, mate. Um, tell us about how good that was. Because <laughs> I've never been and I've uh, heard some great things. <laughs> yeah, but when a young fellow, you know, you, you have your eyes hanging out of your head. But... <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's it's always it's always good to to experience something like that, um, especially with brother James there and and you know we we got to do other things outside of the racing and uh, it's a lot different to to back in Australia. Let me tell you, <laughs> no, no doubt it would have been magnificent. Beautifully said. Hey Gareth, we do appreciate your time, mate. Good luck, not just for this weekend, but uh, going forward. We'll talk soon. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Jamie, Jamie, just quickly, your tips at Hobart. A couple of people just asking for him to be repeated. Uh, what are they again before we say goodbye to you? We'll repeat we'll at Hobart, mate, then we'll quickly run through launch test. Yep. At Hobart tonight, we've got race two, number, race two, a horse called Navul Pixie. Race six, Tarleton Riley. And race seven, Raining on Ringo. Therefore, tonight, the race is at Hobart. And launch session on Sunday night. Um, we'll just quickly go through, mate. Um, I'm pretty keen on Stavros at Terra in race one. He should be around the $4 mark. We'll go across to race six. Um, a horse called Star Watching was a dominant winner last time. Got, it's a good draw, and I think he can make a back-to-back wins at around the 350 mark. And race seven, Montana Lad, he's one of my favourites. He's going to appreciate a, a bit of a freshen up. He's drawn inside the second line, which is the only slight query, but if young Brondy Miller can extricate herself off the pegs at some stage. Um, he'll be hitting the line strongly at odds. And the two roughies come up. We just mentioned race two. Um, the one Gareth driving flashy ruler. Should be 20 to 1 or better. It's only a small play on that one because Gareth didn't fill me with too no, much confidence, didn't. but I'll still give it a, a slim hope. And race nine is probably the best at odds. A horse called Juniper, um, trained by Bignol. Um, so last two runs, it's been hitting the line very strongly. Um, as long as it can get a three-wide card in the race, I think she can do the same again and we'll go very close at around the $10 mark. Looking forward to it. As always, Jamie, appreciate it. We'll talk this time next week. Thanks, guys. Jamie Cockshaw, all things harness racing. And I'll tell you what, if you missed the tips again, at SN underscore track, they'll be up there shortly.